name? You stink. No, I think your name is Sonia. And I've got a song for Sonia. Sonia, Sonia, Bavonia, Banana, Fanna, Bavonia, Little Miss Sunshine is a dark comedy film released in 2006 and directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris. Little Miss Sunshine follows the Hoover family as they embark on a problematic road trip to California to support their daughter on a beauty pageant. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Hoover family consists of Richard, a motivational speaker, his wife Cheryl, a stressed-out mother of two, including Dwayne, who has taken a vow of silence until he fulfills his dream of becoming a pilot. Olive, who is aspiring to become a beauty queen and is often learning dance routines with her grandfather Edwin, who has been recently kicked out of a retirement home due to heroin use. And finally, Frank, Cheryl's gay brother who is temporarily living with them due to a failed suicide attempt. When Olive gets news of her entry into the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant in California, the entire family goes in support of her, they travel in a van with mechanical problems. The van breaks down early into the road trip. In order to continue to travel, the family must push the van, kick it into gear, and then run and jump in. The family faced many obstacles during the road trip, including Frank encountering his ex-boyfriend with a new partner, thus explaining his failed suicide attempt. Richard loses an important contract opportunity to start his motivational speaking business. Edwin dies of a heroin overdose. And lastly, Dwayne finds out he is colorblind and unable to become a pilot, making him end his vow of silence as he speaks his pleasures of the family. Despite the challenges, the family arrive at the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant. When Olive begins her dance performance she had been learning from Edwin, the audience begin to leave and are clearly appalled of her striptease routine, prompting the family to join her on stage and finish the dance beside her. The family is then told that Olive is never allowed to enter the beauty pageant again. The film ends with the family pushing the van, as each member one by one run and then jump inside the vehicle as they set out to travel back home to Albuquerque. You know, there are dark comedy movies out there, man. We've done some in the past, brother. But I think this movie is a dark comedy where it blends in drama, dark humor, and all that shit as well as it could possibly be in a film. Hmm. So, I got a lot to say about this, man. Because this was a film we weren't even supposed to do. Yeah. And, without further ado, brother, let's get started on this dark comedy. That is Little Miss Sunshine. And we can't do that without welcoming everybody. So, welcome everybody to episode number 47. 47. Of Beer in a Movie with the Side Boys. We're your host, fantastic as always. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Little Miss Sunshine, brother. I fucking love this movie, dude. Mm. I know when I brought it to your attention, you were a little iffy on it. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's because we were supposed to do a different one. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should save it for uh, like uh, the recap episode. What yeah. we were supposed to do. Yeah, we can. You know, <laughs> you know but this, this movie, I, I remember I was like, yeah, man. I think 
people have seen it, but not enough. And it has an amazing cast too. And I mean, I have so much to say about it, brother. Mm. But discussion of this episode and of the movie does not go forward. That opened up some beers. So, brother, let me know what our poison for tonight is. Tonight we are drinking a pizza port beer, and it is called Finding Paradise. It is an IPA, and I know you love IPAs as much <laughs> as I do. <laughs> Very true. I mean, it's it's always good when it's free, right, brother? Mm, yeah. Let me get a swig right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I guess free isn't always good because you remember the old tap at the the workplace. Remember? Oh, the the place that will not be named. Mm-hmm. Remember when they when I asked what was on tap? No. Uh, yeah, we we had one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you said, "Oh, great shit, shit, and more shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, brother, this beer was gifted to us. And uh, we're going to get a shout out of the week in a little bit. Let me get one more swig right here. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. I've had many IPAs in my life. I won't exactly say I'm fond of them. Mm-hmm. This one isn't too bad. Yeah, it's actually pretty smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. But yes, brother. You go off and ponder off on your ranking of this beer, brother. Oh, I will. We're going gonna, gonna to give a shout out of the week. And that goes to my dear friend who gifted us this beer. And that is Sonia Macias, a.k.a. Sonia Blade. Bottoms <laughs> up, Sonia. Much love to you. Thank you for being a listener, for gifting us this beer. Brother, you might have seen Sonia when we were at Pizza Port. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I didn't see her, but yeah. I Briefly, remember. yeah. She yeah. was at work, so yeah, mm. we she couldn't stay too long. Yeah, yeah. But there, yeah. So bottoms up to Sonia. Bottoms up, my friend. Cheers. Mm-hmm. We go way back. And uh, give my best to your brother, Swervin Irvin. I have not seen that good brother in in many, many years. Hope he's doing well. And I uh, don't have a story time for story time with Tiki, brother. So let's just go on with the ranking. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you again, Sonia. I, I, man, we appreciate any time, like, listeners, like, they tell us, all right, let me give you some beer and give the shout out, you know? <laughs> I truly appreciate that so much. Yeah. You want to go first, brother, or me? I'll go first. Why not? Uh, this beer is a seven percenter, so it's it's got some kick, yeah. yeah it's got a little bit of uh, octane behind it. Um, you got those nice floral hoppy notes. Um, reminds me of a nice summer sunset oh. on the beach. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. you writing poems down here, <laughs> or what? <laughs> no, uh, it's an IPA, and I am very vocal about my hatred for IPAs. This one though, it is smooth. I let's just say at the end of the night when I'm drunk, I wouldn't. Kick this one to the side. <laughs> I'll give this one a two and a half out of five. Sounds good, brother. Uh, for for seven percent of this is very smooth, man. Mm-hmm. I'm actually digging this, man. Uh, give me three stars out of five on this, dude. Mm-hmm. This is one of the better IPAs I've had. Uh, when it comes to pizza port, though, I like Chronic. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a very good one. Uh, not not uh, they had a a brown ale. You know how I am with brown ales, brother. Oh yeah, it was good. It was it the smoky one. Or was the uh, smoky one the one that was not good? That's the one that wasn't good. Okay. I forget the bowl, something bowl. Hmm. Uh, it, it's a brown ale. That one was fucking good, man. Yeah. I would have given that a four and a half. Okay. Sonia, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, hook it up with some brown ale, yeah? Bottoms <laughs> up, my friend. Three stars for me, brother? Cheers. Cheers. We'll throw a disclaimer. We are not IPA fans, so <laughs> it's already biased. But we appreciate anything that goes out. All right, brother. So now, let's get into Little Miss Sunshine's fantastic movie. At least for me, it is. I know you got some things to say about it, man. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you my introduction about this, all right? 
So I brought it up before on the podcast that uh, there's that site. Uh, they shoot pictures, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I saw this movie on it, and the premise of it did not catch my attention. Uh, I was like, okay, a movie about a beauty pageant? No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? But then I saw the cast that was in it, and I said, okay, I'm I'm listening. Because it's got Greg Kinnear. It's got mm-hmm. uh, Steve Carell, Paul Dano, who I feel is a very, very underrated actor. Yeah, and he's very young in this one. Mm-hmm. And by the way, dude, I think, okay, I ain't no fucking actor, but I think I could pay. I could. I could have played the role of Dwayne <laughs> yeah. when, when I had the long hair, and I just I can look a little menacing and just not say shit. Yeah. And then when it's time to say shit, I could. I think I could have played it pretty well. You know, I'll agree with you, man, because I can also be a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, give me a little bit of credit, man. <laughs> but yeah, brother, they shoot pictures, don't they? I saw it. And then I read about it a little bit. And then I said, you know, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to go check out this movie. And I couldn't fucking find it, dude. And then shout out to my little sister, the best little sister of all time, Lochi. She was out in Minnesota, dude, at the time. And she texted me saying, hey, it's right here. This is a movie you've been talking about. I'm going to buy it for you. I'm like, all right, cool. And she bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And I have it on DVD. Nice. Yeah. And then I watched it, loved it. Um, it's such a good film for me, man. It, it blends in the drama. The dark humor, because damn, dude, it's a it's a film about a beauty pageant, but then you have heroin use, mm-hmm. and then you have I don't want I don't mean to get too much into the way because I don't want to spoil it too much. That's for the discussion. Um, but yeah, brother, do you have an intro, or is this the first time you watched it? Uh, this isn't the first time that I've watched this. I do remember it coming out at the time, and it did get critical acclaim. Right, it was kind of almost like one of the mm-hmm. like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not as big, but. I remember my mom read it and she watched it and she loved it. Yeah. So cool. I saw I saw parts of it uh, with her when she was watching it for like the third time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember liking it, but I never like sat down and watched it the whole way through until today. Word, 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 brother. So now let's get into the premise of this, right? So I already mentioned it's a beauty pageant. It's a family that goes on this uh, road trip. And they go through a bunch of misfortunes going along the way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that goes down. Uh, it may not seem like a good premise right there, but I'm saving it for the discussion because a lot of shit goes down. Right? It's not it's not the best of things. All right. So now let's get into some of these characters, man. Uh, it's uh, it, there aren't too many characters. It's just the family, and then like a lot a lot of people that go like mm-hmm. on the way, you know. Yeah. And we'll get into those, but I'll just get into like the family. We're going to start with the father of the family named Richard, played by Greg Kinnear. Richard is a um, a motivational speaker. He's trying his best to start a business from it. And more on that a little later. And then he has his wife, Cheryl, played by Toni Collette. Mm -hmm. In recent movies, dude, that I've seen Toni Collette in, she's been fucking amazing. You know, I always liked her. Mm -hmm. I always thought she was a good actress. Yes. And now we're going to go to... Her gay brother, Frank, played by Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Brother, when I see Steve Carell, you know, everybody thinks of The Office. Oh. Uh, I will admit, I have not seen The Office. Mm-hmm. I've seen maybe an episode here. That's not my humor. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do have a story about The Office, but I don't think I should because it has deals with some bullshit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and people I don't want to talk about. But maybe we'll save it for the discussion or the the recap episode, brother. Okay. Okay? 
but yeah, but man, when Steve Carell is serious, dude, he is fucking great. Yeah, he's got some really good movies, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll mention one in the when we get to later works. Yeah, because I, I got one mm-hmm. that's pretty serious that I think needs to be brought up mm-hmm. about. Could Steve be Carell. the same one. Could be because uh, he's known for his comedic chops, but yeah. the serious. I, I don't think like like when I think let's like, say like Jim Carrey, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's like uh, serious films are fucking like wow, mm-hmm. like amazing. Uh, Steve Carell's, I wouldn't say it like they're amazing to his level, but they're still like very fucking solid in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Then we're gonna get to the grandfather of the family, that is Edwin, played by fucking the late Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. Ah man. I miss Alan Arkin, man, because I've seen a lot of films from him, man. He yeah. was a great talent. Man. I was going to say, I didn't know his name, but he's one of those faces mm-hmm. and voices you immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. He he won an Oscar for this role. Oh, really? Which I, I, I have some things to say about it because I the screen time wasn't all there, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll get more into that. All right. Then we're going to get into uh, Cheryl's son of the family is Dwayne, played by Paul Dano. I already mentioned he's very underrated, man. So in this character, Dwayne, he has taken a vow of silence because he wants to fulfill his goal of being a jet pilot. And he will not stop until he gets there, but some shit goes down. We'll get into that a little later. Then we're going to get into his sister, Olive, played by Abigail Breslin, man. She's so small in this, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, now she's like almost 30. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's a scene that uh, Abigail Breslin has with Alan Arkin that I'm going to bring up later when we get to the scene. But I'm going to bring that up, man, because she did an Instagram post on it when something went down. But uh, Olive is the aspiring beauty pageant. Those are the characters, brothers. And now there are, of course, like always in the films, there are more on the way. And we'll get to them as the plot develops. So what do you say, brother? Let's get one more swig for the good man right here, and then we'll dive into the plot that is Little Miss Sunshine. What do you say, brother? Let's do it. Bottoms up. Cheers. All right. So the film begins with a fucking fantastic intro that introduces like pretty much the whole family without saying anything. Uh, the first thing you see is Olive. Uh, she is watching a beauty pageant uh, show or maybe it was like on tape or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and right off the bat, what they wanted to like, bring up to you is that uh, Olive is like a little chunky, right? She's <laughs> yeah. she's clearly wearing maybe like a pillow or some something to make her uh, make her look a little chunky. Yeah, she's right? like she, an egg. Yeah, she. Oh, good, bro. Yeah, good call on that one. <laughs> she even like goes like turns to the side and shit. Yeah, to make it seem that she's um, uh, not not exactly what what they're looking for in a beauty pageant winner. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Okay. We'll get more into that as how uh she is distinguished with the uh, competitors. That she goes into later in the movie. Then we get into Richard. I already mentioned he's a vo- motivational speaker, and he has these whole like nine steps to success. Mm-hmm. And he's always talking about how there's winners and there's losers. And then when he dismisses his class, the lights turn on, and you see that there's only like a handful of people, uh-huh. which means that he doesn't exactly have a big following behind him. But he's working there, right? Yeah. And there's there's a lot of you can say about Richard, man. He does come off as kind of a dick mm-hmm. in some ways, yeah. Because uh, we'll get into that a little more, but like, uh, but because of him, bro. Like honestly, like uh, the, the the fucking the plot of the film progresses because of him. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, the next character we got is Dwayne, played by Paul Dano, and he's working out, right, brother? He's working out. You mm-hmm. see, he's in his room. You see a poster of fucking Friedrich Nishka. 
Yep. Which, by the way, I've, I read five of his books this year, bro. Jeez Louise. Five of the... And then the book he's reading, Those Spake Zarahustra, is the first book I read this year. Nice. A challenging fucking book. Wow. wow. Holy shit. But yes, you see that uh, he... Like I mentioned, he he's having this vow of silence uh, because he's not going to speak until he becomes a jet pilot. So you see that he has a whole like calendar and he's marking off the days that he's gone without speaking. And he's at 470 some odd days, right? Nice. But the thing I was saying, I was looking at this, I go, it's clearly day. He's already marking a day off. It's like, you still have the whole night to go, bro. Come on now. <laughs> you know, you, there there might be a slip up there. Why is he taking, why is he marking the, the, the day off already? Well, he's already been doing it for over a year. I think it's, it's pretty safe to say that he's not going to. Yeah. And then we get to the next character, which is Edwin, Alan Arkin, who is using heroin. Mm-hmm. He is snorting heroin. So... Again, now let's bring this now. Okay, this is a film about beauty pageants, but there's heroin use. Mm-hmm. So that is some like dark shit right there. All right. By the way, for my money, Alan Arkin's character of Edwin was my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah, I, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then we get to Cheryl. So up until this point, there is no speaking of the family until this part, where is Cheryl? She's in a car, she's smoking a cigarette, she's on the phone. I'm, a get, I'm assuming it's Richard, mm-hmm. right? She is on the way to the hospital. She's on the way to the hospital to pick up her brother, Frank. The doctor, she meets with the doctor. And the doctor says, make sure he is away from sharp objects. And fuck. And then that's when you see Little Miss Sunshine, like, in the front. And you see Frank, and he's not doing well. But we're not quite there yet. Then we get to the scene where they're all at home. Frank has to share a room with Dwayne because he can't be left alone. But I got to say this, brother. Like, okay, heaven forbid something bad happens, right? Yeah. And let's say Frank, we don't know yet what he's done. Let's say something bad happens. Frank, or excuse me, uh, Dwayne can't say shit. So how is <laughs> how is he going to like stop him from fucking doing something bad? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I mean, he can physically stop him, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna have to say something buddy if something happens yeah but then who else would you put him with the the little girl would be too fucked because mm-hmm. what is she she could scream but you don't want her to get scarred for life yeah i guess maybe the grandpa probably would have been better but he has access to heroin which <laughs> he can overdose pretty easily so yeah and the family's aware of it yeah yeah which is why like he gets removed from like a home and so shit like the, that. the son that can't speak maybe that was the best choice fair enough fair <laughs> enough so uh Cheryl, she says, all right, dinner's ready. And then they're trying to set up dinner and stuff like that. Olive comes out of her room with Edwin and they say that they are rehearsing. So now Edwin is the one with Olive who's like teaching her the dance moves to a routine for because she is aspiring beauty pageant. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And then like, man, there's a whole bunch of shit to digest in this whole like scene when they're at home because so many like subplots happen. You hear. um you hear, uh, what's his, oh, fuck? I'm blanking on his name, brother. Sorry, Richard. I'm sorry, yeah. Richard. He he's talking about uh this man named Stan Grossman. Mm-hmm. All right, Stan Grossman is a person he's trying to uh, contact with to help him start this motivational speaking business. Uh, he does say that he is in Scottsdale, and one thing I forgot to mention is that the family lives in Albuquerque. Yep. All right, so they are a state away. Uh, when they get into this dinner scene. That's when, like, they explain, Cheryl starts explaining to uh, Frank that Dwayne is doing the vow of silence, and he's been going nine months without speaking. 
Well, Pretty fucking crazy. See, if it was 435 days, that's over a year already, right? I know, right? But they said nine days, but like on the fucking calendar, it says 400 some odd days. Yeah. Flaw right there, yeah. brother? Fucked up, man. I hate that's this movie flaw. now. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for, brother. The yeah. flaws. Yep. Right? We're putting out the fucking movies right there. How could that one slip by, though? Mm-hmm. All right. Unless I fucked up and I need glasses or some shit like that, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. But then at the dinner scene, Olive tells Frank, what happened to your arms? Which, dude, this part was pretty fucked up, if you ask me, dude. Like, because, like, come on, like, how old is Olive here? Like, seven, eight years old? Yeah. So around there? Let's say she's seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Where Cheryl, her mom, fucking says, okay, well, he tried to kill himself. Right? And it's like, hey, man, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, if, if my seven-year-old told me, like, I'm not going to, I'm. this is, like, a good time to actually lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to fucking tell him what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um. And to to this shit, like fucking Richard is like the, the look on his face is great because he's just like, are like, are you fucking kidding me? You're really fucking gonna tell her what actually happened? Yeah, yeah. And then, dude, we're like Frank ends up fucking saying that what happened was that he was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then while that's going on, Richard says that's because he was a sick man. He's a sick man, Olive. <laughs> yeah. And dude, the glare that fucking Frank gives him, yeah, is fucking spot on, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> he says so much with with no words. Yeah. Just as he looks at him, man, mm-hmm. to where Frank fucking tells uh, Olive that he was with a grad student and uh, and he was in love with him to where Olive says him like you were in love with a man. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's gay. All right. So we got to put that out there. But but dude, there, there there's more along the lines to it because like Olive kept saying also that's when you kill you try to kill yourself yeah. because and he's like, no, what happened was. My grad student went with some other guy. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, so that's when you did it? He's like, no, actually, there was like a grant that was given to him. Mm-hmm. And it just like develops more and more. So there were like many facets of this leading to his suicide attempt. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's mm, dark shit right there. <laughs> for, a, for a film that has to do with a beauty pageant? Yeah, I guess. Hey, man. But yes, man. Uh, and then they start like talking, just a uh, conversation around the table. To where an answering machine, um, I believe it's uh, Richard who says, oh, there was an answering machine uh, regarding like a Little Miss Sunshine pageant or something like that. That's yeah. when Olive's like, what? Like like you know, the Little Miss Sunshine pageant? And then she gets a call saying that she is entered into it. Her reaction to it was fucking great, bro. Yeah, she won like the regional mm-hmm. uh, beauty pageant. So then she automatically got accepted. Well, not automatically, but they chose her to go to this bigger one in California. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I forgot to mention, bro, is that um, Richard isn't exactly making any profit yet yeah. because of his uh, motivational speaking business that he's trying to develop. Uh, so what we are led to believe is that Cheryl is the only one making money at this point. And the both of them start arguing because they are basically broke. Hmm. And they are arguing because like they need to the Little Miss Sunshine pageant is all the way in California. They cannot afford to fly there. And then they start arguing about, well, who the fuck is going to go where they all end up going. But the thing is, like, they wanted to say, like, oh, it's just going to be them two. But then but then Edwin says, well, what the fuck? I have to go. I'm the one that showed her the dance moves. Yeah. Which is like a valid reason for them. I mean, <laughs> you know, it really is. Yeah. It's like, why would grandpa not want to fucking be there? OK. You know, uh, and then because of that, like, they can't leave uh, Frank by himself with mm-hmm. Dwayne. That's just not a good idea. So they make. Frank go with them. So now they start convincing Dwayne to fucking go and he doesn't want to do it. And the way they get him to do it is that Cheryl tells him, I will I will give you permission to go to 
your school, the the ugh, burp right there. Excuse me. Uh, it's the the jet school, right? Yep. Which to me, dude, that's not really a good enough reason for me. Because if I'm taking already a fucking nine month vow of silence, I'm going to fucking do this. I don't need your permission, mom. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean? he he wants to go to the was the Air Force. Yes. Right. So he's only fifteen. Uh, is he? Or 17? 15, um, I think that's that's more uh, yeah, 17. Because, yeah, I remember the grandpa mentions it in a later funny scene, like what mm -hmm. age he is. But, oh, that's right. That's right. That's but right. the reason why her permission is important, because if you want to join the Air Force or the Army or Marines or anything, you can get in before you're 18 mm. if you have parents' permission. Ah, gotcha, brother. Gotcha, gotcha. One thing I did forget to mention is that Dwayne is uh, the son of Cheryl through a different relationship. Hmm. Right? Did you know? Did you catch that, Billy? I did not catch that. Uh, when there's that certain scene with Dwayne later in the film, when he starts uh, speaking his displeasures to the family, okay, then you start like oh, putting, okay. connecting the dots and shit okay. like that. Yeah, but yeah, so because of this, he accepts, and they all end up going on this road trip. By the way, man, there is a fucking beautiful, gorgeous shot where um, Richard goes up to Olive, and she says, "Are you going to win?" She's like, "I'm gonna do it." And there's a perfect like. Uh, shot with all of them in the back. Mm -hmm. If if Olive moves one inch to the right, or if any of the characters move anything, the the shot doesn't work. Hmm. It is a fucking gorgeous shot. I need to find it and put it up there, man, for the Instagram story. It is a fucking gorgeous shot. It's perfect. But yes, they all end up going. They embark on this road trip. I fucking love this scene. Uh, the road trip starts. Edwin starts arguing with everybody. He's very <laughs> yeah. fucking loud. Yeah. Uh, it's so fucking good, man. Just the way. Uh, he, oh, the way he says this, he goes, he says, I'm so fucking tired. Jeez, I'm so, if a woman begged me to fuck her right now, I couldn't fucking do it. Like that, like the writing, that right there brings out so much to him. Uh -huh. And then they also bring up the whole heroin use yep. and why he got taken out of the retirement home. Yep. And one thing I got to say about this, brother, like, did you notice, right? Dwayne is wearing a yellow shirt and it says Jesus was, and he, he's crossing his arms. So you can't really see uh -huh. what the entire uh shirt so says I was gonna say jesus was wrong yeah mm -hmm. but that's not until later oh uh, okay but like they purposely made him block what it said at the bottom okay but yeah that's because i remember i noticed that uh like right away when i watched the first time hmm. and i was just like oh what the fuck what is it saying man well yeah now you already mentioned it brother mm -hmm. that's some shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man uh we'll get into this next scene bro where they're at a diner <laughs> and this is where like uh Olive orders the ice cream with the waffles. Yeah. Right? And oh man, this fucking scene, man. Because Richard He's a piece of shit, yeah. He's a piece of shit in this. Let the kid have some fucking ice cream, yeah. man. But he Richard basically says, you know, he's like, Well, Olive, you know, it's not really good if you're gonna be a beauty pageant. Uh ice cream contains a lot of fat. And if you eat a lot of ice cream, you're gonna get fat. And beauty pageant girls, they're not really fat. And oh, I love this again, dude. Fucking Edwin says Says Olive Richard is a fucking idiot. He goes, I love a woman with meat on her bones. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Edwin. I love me some thickness, brother. Ah, bottoms up to that, brother. Cheers. Mm -hmm. But yes, while the family's like uh, dining and everything, Richard goes outside to a payphone and he calls Stan, the same guy that we I mentioned that he's all the way in like uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale yep. Yeah. Um, they they do this fucking uh, like okay so on this one he answers him and they just start talking and talking and talking and he says well I'm like I'm on my way over there like I'm gonna like you know but then it doesn't really go well mm. is what they see yeah. and and then dude um 
<laughs> the fucking van breaks down. Yeah. Right? The clutch gets fucked up. So they go to this, like, a shop, and, like, the guy tells them, well, it is the weekend. Did you notice he brought it up quite a bit of times? Yeah. <laughs> and then the fucking... Uh, he, uh, Richard was like, uh, he's like, yes, we're aware. <laughs> <laughs> so basically they can't afford, well, they, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, mine is already fucking tight. Uh-huh. They're also not going to wait very long for it to be fixed. They need to be there like fucking to the next day hmm. all the way in California. So what they end up doing is in order for them to travel, they all have to push the fucking van, kick it into gear. And then they all have to fucking one by one run in. Yeah. Fucking ghettos. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mechanic suggested it, though. Mm-hmm. And you know the mechanic? I don't know if you know his name, but I don't know his name either. But I've seen that guy in some stuff before. Really? Yeah. I have to look it up. I, I never saw him anywhere, man. Yeah. He's been in some things that I've seen. Yeah. Oh, dude. What, one thing I did forget to mention is that, like, mm-hmm. Stan mm-hmm. ends up calling Richard back. Yeah. On his cell phone, right? I think so. So it's like, why did he use the payphone then? If he could just call his fuck phone. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why did he use the payphone? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fuck. And th- there's another flaw I have with like the whole pushing and shit. Because uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, dude. So basically, like Stan calls him and he tells him there's no fucking deal. Yeah. And shit like that. Um, because of this shit, they have to like stop at a store. And this is like one of like the first like problems that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, like, like going from like person to person in this family of yeah. like, I mean, countering shit. And in this fucking like store that they're in, that they have to stop by for shit, Frank sees his ex boyfriend. Uh, well, no, the ex boyfriend's new partner, right? No, that was the guy that. Oh, he, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so he sees him. So he is the reason why he cut his wrist. Very same fucking guy. Uh-huh. One thing I forgot to mention is that when, <laughs> when he's going to the store, uh, he asked Edwin, hey, do you want me to get you anything? And he's like, buy me some porn. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, none of that good shit or none of that like fancy <laughs> produced shit. I want like the dirty stuff. Yeah. So he gets a couple porn magazines <laughs> for Edwin. And then he, and then he get. I'm not going to repeat what he said, <laughs> but he gets a porn from like for himself. Yeah. All right. And let's, let's for, let's remember Frank is gay. Yeah, I okay. would say the name of that one is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the flaw I have, though, in okay. this shit, right? So when they were at the shop, they'd mention in order for the fucking car to go, uh-huh. they have to start it, and they have to push it, and then they get on, right? Mm-hmm. In this fucking scene, they don't do that. Because when when um, Tony Collette's character, Cheryl, mm. when she, she asks uh, uh, Richard, He's like, oh, did the deal not happen? And they're like, no. And they start arguing and shit. And she gets pissed, dude. Because, I mean, she should be. She's the only one making fucking money yeah. in the family. And he says, let's go. And they, they don't start shit. They all, they all just fucking turn on the car and they fucking leave. I don't remember that. Yeah. Cause, and you see Edwin and you see Dwayne inside. They don't push shit. Okay. And then this is a scene where they're already going. And then Dwayne, let's remember, he can't speak. He writes down uh, something on the note and he says, where is Olive? They oh, fucking yeah. forget Olive, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when they pick up Olive, then they start pushing and get on and fucking. Well, no, the, they pick up Olive. They don't even stop. Oh, they that's right. They dude. Drive yeah. Around. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, look, that's a flaw, though. Hmm. You got to go back and watch it, man. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. At the hotel, man. It's uh, Cheryl. They all get to their, their own rooms, right? So Cheryl is in a room with Frank. Mm. No. 
Richard, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the married couple. Edwin has to be with Olive. And then, of course, like I mentioned, Dwayne has to be with Frank. Uh, the thing here is that uh, they are fucking arguing, right? Because of all the bullshit. Cheryl and Richard are arguing. Yeah. And you can hear them arguing with each other through the other room. And Dwayne is laying on his bed and he's smiling, dude. <laughs> and this is when he puts his hands up and you can finally see the his shirt where it says Jesus was wrong. Yeah. Oof. Fucking A, dude. And then this is the next scene, dude, I want to bring up, dude. This is the, the whole Instagram post I was talking about. So in this scene, dude, Olive and Edwin are together, right? And uh, Olive says to her grandpa, he's like, he's like, Grandpa, am I pretty? And then to in, in this scene, she starts crying and shit like that, right? Yeah. Because um, Richard puts it like into her mind that you have to be a winner. You can't be a loser. Yep. Right? And so she starts crying. So in the Instagram post that she did... When Ellen Arkin passed away, Abigail Breslin made this uh, Instagram post about this very scene and how she was crying. And then uh, during the scene, like uh, Ellen Arkin had to say, like, hey, cut. She's crying. And then she's like, oh, can I? He's like, can I do you need me to talk to her mom, like your mom or anything like that? And then Abigail Breslin was like, oh, no, it's just acting. <laughs> yeah. So good. So for her age to be doing that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. Yeah. Rest in peace to Ellen Arkin, man. Yeah. Fuck. That was a great Instagram post she does, man. Uh, but because of this shit, man, they're arguing, right? Um, Richard and Cheryl, Richard is kind of like, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm going to drive to Arizona to Scottsdale. Right. So he tries to, he even tries to push it by himself, but he can't. Mm -hmm. And he gets these people to give him his, uh, or he probably like, I mean, money is tight. So did he fucking give the money or? I think so. Yeah. That's what it was implied. Implied. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gets his like a scooter. Mm-hmm. to fucking go and he meets up at this like hotel looking for Stan and he finds Stan and it's played by fucking Brian Cranston dude yep good old fucking uh, there, Mr. Couple, White there's a couple Breaking Bad characters yeah there is movie. man mm-hmm. get into that a little later uh, it, this this scene fucking sucked man it's basically Stan telling him that uh, the motivational speaking business was fine no problem mm-hmm. the problem was him yep the problem was was Richard that he could, he tried to sell it and it didn't fucking work. Yep. Uh, man, fucking horrible shit, man. Right there. So basically, his motivational speaking, the contract, it's fucked. Mm-hmm. He he's got to find another way to get like income and shit like this now. Man. Uh, and then it goes to him going back to the hotel, and this is like the next fucked up thing that happens, is that while every while um the scene where Olive. Like, told her, like, oh, like, am I pretty and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. When she falls asleep, he takes heroin. Yep. And the next morning, he doesn't wake up. Olive wakes up her parents, says grandpa could not wake up, and Edwin dies of a heroin overdose, dude. Yep. That is fucked up. All right, so let's stop real quick. A fucking beauty pageant with heroin overdose. I I would not have guessed that shit. Like, uh, like when I saw the premise of this fucking movie, dude, uh-huh. someone dying of heroin overdose is not something I was thinking of. Yeah, when I know, saw the premise yeah. of this. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So because Edwin passes away, they have to go, of course, to the hospital. Yep. Right? And, dude, did you notice? Okay, this is one thing I noticed, right? Is that while they're waiting in the lobby, uh, you see Olive. She has these, like, pamphlets, right? She has these uh, these pamphlets that have, like, uh, vision testing yeah, yeah, on it and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah. So let's remember that. All right? So then the doctor comes out and he announces to them, and the way he comes out, he's like, uh, Hoover family? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, Edwin has passed away. 
uh, momentarily I will have somebody speak with you. Like it's very like low and calm. Uh, somebody's gonna speak with you right now, and then he just goes, Linda. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that yeah. shit had me laughing fucking hard, dude. <laughs> just like the whole delivery of it, yeah. you know. But then Linda comes out. And this lady like presents them fucking, oh, you need to do paperwork. You need to do permits, a death certificate to where um, Richard just says, you know what? We can't do this right now. We're actually on our way to like uh, California for okay. something like that. So let me pause right here really quick, brother. So th the reason I say this about uh, Richard's character is that the original family would have just packed it in. Yeah. They would have said, now, nah, you know what? Grandpa's dead. Fuck this. We're going back home. Yeah. We're not going to go to the, this beauty pageant. That you worked so hard for. But because of his character, he's like, no, there's winners and there's losers. It's because of him the plot continues in this fucking film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, say what you want about Richard, but he was actually, to me, a compelling character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he, they tell him, uh, Linda even fucking, like, says, like, as, like, you're not the only person that's uh, that lost a family member today. You know, but he has a point. He's like, can't we just like keep him here for now? We'll come back and get him. Yeah. But that's I, still fucked up, though. Yeah, I think that's even possible. Like if mm -hmm. if your family member dies, they have a morgue with like a fridge or freezer. Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. and so it's like if they're going to come back tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that would be all right. That wouldn't yeah. be an absurd request. Yeah, it's not it's not abandoning because mm -hmm. they're, they're going to come back. Yeah. I mean, of course, they fuck. I mean, how does she fucking know? Mm -hmm. But still, man. So then he says, all right, is it OK? We see the body. And then this fucking crazy fucking idea comes because he's all about being a winner, not a loser. Yeah. Where he says, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to take him with us. And so, fuck, for a dark comedy, you take a dead body and you sneak him out of the fucking hospital <laughs> through a window. Yeah. You know, this isn't like fucking Samurai Cop. Yeah. Where you tell that fucking guard, hey, you make sure nobody gets through. And then right away, he lets him through. <laughs> right nothing really it did look caught up just when like uh because Dwayne and frank are in the on the outside mm. grabbing him and shit yeah, yeah. but oh this was a good scene man mm. very much enjoyed it they end up taking edwin and putting him in the back of their van <laughs> that is fucking crazy man yeah. and then here's the thing too is that when they they go back on the road they're on the freeway i like how the music is all calm and shit like that mm. and then a car just randomly cuts him off and he oh, yeah, fucking, yeah. he honks at them. And then the fucking horn is broken. Yep. And it starts just honking the entire time. And of course, a fucking cop pulls him over because <laughs> of this shit. And who is this cop dude? It's played by fucking Dean Norris, yep. dude. Another Breaking Bad character that you brought up, bro. Mm -hmm. Good old fucking Hank Schrader, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, this part was fucking great. It's a little stupid in me because like, um, for as smart as like Richard came up to be, he was like, uh, don't look in the back. Yeah. You know, it's, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> Just do exactly what you're supposed to do, man. Yeah. And then the writing in this was fantastic because uh, uh, the cop says, you know, hey, man, you're giving me a reason to check your fucking back now. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to check the back. And what made me laugh, he's like, it's not illegal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, dude, like, what did he mean by it's not illegal? Uh... It's. it's I, I mean, I don't think it would be right to have a dead body in the back, dude. I think that's kind of illegal, dude. No? Uh, I don't know. He... Or under these, like, circumstances, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I just assume he meant, like, it's not illegal to transport, like, a dead body. <laughs> but, I mean, technically, I guess it is. It is, right? Yeah. So, I don't know why the fuck he said that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, man, it's remember now. 
the fucking uh, the porn magazines <laughs> that uh, Frank got for Edwin. And let's just say, wait, first of all, it's pretty fucked up that they put his remains and they uh-huh. put the porn magazines on top. <laughs> I like, know, dude. It was like, they blessing him? Like, all right, rest in peace. Here's your <laughs> porn mags. All right, dude, because because Fra- Frank should have been like, oh, you know what? This isn't safe. I'll just keep it under my under the fucking seat or something like. That. But no, they fucking had it on top of him, yeah. and then fucking the cop opens the fucking thing, uh, the back, the magazines come out, and he fucking likes these. He says yeah. he's like, oh man, I, I like this. This is my favorite. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then he goes into and he sees the gay magazine, <laughs> the gay mags. <laughs> To the, he says, you know what? Fuck this. You take this, you go. And the name is, uh, it's like an army guy in the front. And it's called <laughs> Buns and Ammo. <laughs> that was pretty good, dude. <laughs> fucking A, dude. Holy shit. And then that makes him fucking leave, mm-hmm. which is fucking funny. You know? And then because of this shit, they're able to go back onto the road. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're in California, man. And then this is where shit, to me, just hits the fan. All right? So let's remember now. That Olive had these pamphlets for an eye test. All right. So they're back onto the road, and Olive starts doing these eye tests to Dwayne, to where she says to Dwayne, like, oh, what letter or what color, what letter do you see like in this circle? And Dwayne cannot see it. He's he's writing down on a notepad the whole time. And he's saying, like, oh, like, what are you talking about? And then that's where it gets revealed that he is colorblind. Yep. And uh, Steve Carell's character, Frank, he says, he goes, Dwayne, I think you're colorblind. So if you're colorblind, you're not going to be able to fly jets. And this is fucked, dude. Paul Dano's acting in this was great. Mm. I very much, like, I wouldn't say enjoy it because it's fucked up what happens, you know. But he gets fucking angry. It forces him to pull over. And this is while he ends his vow of silence. He starts fucking talking shit, man. He loses it. And what a fucking amazing, gorgeous shot there is of like him when he gets out of the van mm-hmm. and he starts yelling and yelling and yelling, right? And in the back, you see the entire family looking down on him. It is a fucking gorgeous shot, brother. Like so fucking amazing. And when he tries to, um, who is it? Is it Olive? Olive consoles it or him, right? Well, multiple people do, mm-hmm. right? It's the mother first, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want. He he's the one that makes. Him pop off because he's yeah. like, I hate all you people. You're yeah. terrible. And he brings up all the, the flaws in mm-hmm. them. And, and then when she goes back up, she says, or one of them says, have Olive go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then she does. Yes. But before Olive goes there, he pops off on them and starts talking shit to the entire family. Yeah. And he says that you guys are fucking losers. He goes, divorce. Speaking about his mom. Mm-hmm. Bankruptcy. Basically talking about him and um, Richard. And then suicide, which is obviously Frank. Yeah, those are the, yeah, those are all reasons to fucking hate the family. That's why he seems like a miserable child and shit like that. Um, and then that's when Olive comes and consoles him, and then he apologizes later on. Uh, again, but that fucking that shot was fucking gorgeous, man. I gotta find that one. Um, he apologizes, and then they go back on road. Uh, they make it to California now to the to the beauty pageant, right? Uh, they are four minutes late, mm-hmm. right? Where uh, the lady tells them, the fucking lady, it's played by Beth Grant, dude. Yeah. Dude, every time I see Beth Grant, she is a fucking cunt in yeah. every movie I've seen her hey, in, dude. It's a Karen, not a cunt. Right? <laughs> oh, no. My bad, man. <laughs> but yes, she says, hey, you know what? It's too late. You guys are four minutes late. I can't, I can't register Olive into, and fuck, dude. It's like, damn. 
Of course, she doesn't know all the shit they've gone through. Uh-huh. But fuck, us as the viewer, you're like, you're got to be shitting me. Uh-huh. That they have to go through all these fucking challenges and then you're telling them that they can't fucking compete. Be- she can't compete because of four minutes over. Yeah. To where a gentleman named Kirby mm-hmm. says, yeah, you know what? I can put out. I'll, I'll, I'll hook up the computer again. I'll put her on. No fucking problem. Right. So and then it goes into like a scene where Olive actually meets Miss California. Mm-hmm. And then she like asks her, like, do you do you eat ice cream? And she like tells her what her favorite ice cream flavor is. Mm. So it's like, look. You can eat ice cream, Olive. Mm. It's okay. No fucking problems, man. <laughs> right? Oh, dude. And then there's a, there's a scene where, like, she's, like, preparing, right, for her, like, routine, right? Yeah. And then the, the gentleman, Kirby, he comes up to her and says, oh, oh like, Olive, I, I need your music, right? Because that's what your the, your talent portion of the, the, of the show that's going to be that you want to do. I need your music. And then he gives, he hands Kirby, she hands Kirby a CD. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the CDs like, He's like, is this the fucking music you really want to want to play? And he's like, yeah. He's like, my grandpa chose it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it's got to be some risque shit. Yeah. You know? But then because of that, um, Richard ends up calling uh, people in order for them to take Edwin's body the correct way this time. Mm. Yeah. And then the pageant starts. All right? And then the, uh, the thing is that the, the, the difference between the pageants is that Olive, we've already established that she's a little chunky, right? She loves her ice cream. She loves to eat, you know, whatever. And then these, like, these other girls, man, they're, like, very thin. They have their spray tan on. They have these, like, these like colorful dresses, and it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Just, like, the difference, the contrast between Olive and the girls. You know, it's just, ah, it's, it's a vast difference, dude. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever watch that Honey Boo Boo show? I feel like this is kind of what was playing on that, mm-hmm. like the weird ass child pageant shit. Yeah, dude. So then the the competition starts, right? And then it starts off with like a swimsuit mm-hmm. portion of it, and it's like, uh, like you get these little girls in a swimsuit. Like, come on, man. Oh, dude. And then um, Richard sits down, right? And he's speaking to a guy, mm-hmm. right? And he asks him, like, "Oh, is your kid in the show?" But the asshole never, like, responds to the question. He just says, oh, this is your first time? <laughs> Dude, okay, I know this is a dark comedy, bro. Are they implying that this motherfucker's a pedophile? Oh, you know, I, I thought he said, uh, yeah, this was my our first time. So I thought he had a kid in the show. He never says he does. He just says, this is your first time? Oh. Uh, because if it is, bro, that's dark, yeah, that, dude. That's real dark, so Fuck. Thanks for bringing that to my dad. Oh, dude, yes. And then, <laughs> dude, the talent portion starts, right? Mm. I laugh so fucking hard, bro. Because there's like a, there's this girl that starts yodeling. <laughs> and fucking Richard's face, dude, when he fucking, when he's like, he sees this girl yodeling, he's like, what the fuck is this, dude? And then he even starts laughing like, Shh. like this is shit, basically is what he's saying. <laughs> But then there's a girl, dude, who starts dancing. She does this, like, gymnastics move. Yeah, she has, like, flips and shit. Fuck, yeah. dude, that's fucking impressive as fuck, yeah. bro. And then Richard has his face on him, like, fuck. Like, dude, like, Olive's not going to win this shit, you know? And then there has this, like, really cool conversation between Dwayne and Frank, right? Where it says, like, they're, like, off on the... They found, like, a pier or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? And they just start talking about life and stuff like that. And... Basically, Dwayne says that he doesn't want to go into this, uh, see the competition and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, but he kind of has to because Olive is her sister, his sister. So he has to go back in. And as soon as he sees like how the dance routine and how they are, 
he fucking says, you know what? I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want Olive in this competition. They're Everybody is going to fucking laugh at her. Yeah. You know, which is like me, like if I was Olive's brother, I would have fucking said the same thing, dude. Mm-hmm. I said, this is fucking ridiculous, man. Like, obviously, like, like Olive doesn't look like a beauty pageant winner Aww. at this. The, she doesn't, bro. Like, let's <laughs> just put it out there. Es- especially like the other girls, like how impressive they're even fucking like uh, Richard himself, the way he looked at the at the other competitors uh-huh. was like, fuck, dude, like. Yeah, Olive is just not up there, you know? So then now the competition starts, bro. And this is where, or not the actual competition, this is like Olive's actual routine, all right? And uh, this this was fucking great, man. She dedicates the, this performance <laughs> she's about to do to her grandpa. Yeah, in the trunk. Yeah, so, so like the, the gentleman that says like, oh, that's nice. Like, where is your grandpa? Is he out in the crowd? And she's like, no, he's in the trunk of our car. <laughs> but she's wrong. At that time, like, he already mm-hmm. got taken away. Mm-hmm. But she was preparing for it, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And the competition starts, right? Or the, the routine starts. And it's super freaked by Rick James. <laughs> and it does. she does this whole strip tease, man. Yeah. Right? And let's remember, Edwin is the one that showed her the dance moves. Yeah. So Edwin is the one that, like, inspired her to do this fucking routine. Mm-hmm. But everybody is fucking appalled by this. They start, they start fucking leaving. Yeah. And then Frank fucking says these little fuckers like will kill them yeah it's like hey this motherfucker means business because he tried to kill himself <laughs> you know yeah and then did you notice this dude that like when because even the family's being like fuck dude what the fuck is she doing but frank is the first one that gets up and starts clapping mm-hmm. and did you notice that yeah, yeah, yeah. it was frank dude it wasn't the parents yeah, yeah. good for frank dude yeah that's great because there was never really like an established relationship that he ever had with olive but he goes out of his way and starts it. So because of that, the family starts like uh, clapping with her as the other people fucking leave. And then it gets to the point where Richard goes on stage and starts dancing with her. Yeah. He does the sprinkler, I believe, dude. <laughs> yeah. This scene was fucking great, dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like if you have never seen Paul Dano dance, you will see him dance in this fucking hmm. scene. Yeah. And it's it's such a good scene, man. I loved it. And then when the song ends... That fucking pedophile just fucking goes, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, why is he, why is he even there, dude? Yeah. Well, let's assume he's like, like not a pedophile. Well, he's, he even has like an earplug in right? yeah. or something, right? So I don't know what was the meaning behind that. <laughs> I don't fucking either, dude. Yeah, it was fucking funny, though, how he reacted and shit like that yeah. because he is the one who enjoyed it. Oh, and then Kirby yeah, clapped, too. Yeah, like Kirby did, yeah. Yeah, Kirby enjoyed it, too. But he yeah. was like the most helpful motherfucker there. Yeah. Yeah. So then... The the pageant's over. Clearly, she loses. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking enjoyed it. Maybe Kirby, maybe the pedophile. Uh, Little Miss California or whatever she was, she had to clap and dance to it because she wanted to look like professional and shit mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. So she was vibing to it and smiling. Um, but then, like, security, like, holds them and t- and says, hey, we'll, um, we'll let you go on the demands that you never enter this pageant ever again. Or any pageant in California. Ever. Yeah. Ever, man. Yeah. In, in California, huh? Yeah. That's a lot. It's a yeah. big fucking state, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they get up. They all go into the car. One by one, they push it, uh, get the clutch into gear. They run. They enter the van, and they embark back home to New Mexico, man. Yep. And that was the film Little Miss Sunshine, dude. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed it, man. It's a short film. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And never was I like ever disinterested. I very much enjoyed this film, brother. 
Yeah. What do you got to say about it, dude, before we get into uh, some of the works from these actors? Uh, yeah, I'll say I enjoyed this film, too. I hadn't seen it all the way through until this viewing, but it did keep me interested. I picked up on some stuff that I didn't catch the first time that I semi-watched it, so it was interesting, and I still miss stuff, so I do need to go back and, and yeah. watch it again. But overall, it was a very enjoyable movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite movies, mm -hmm. but it had a good balance of the actors and content, the comedy and mm -hmm. the darkness. It, I feel like it was a very, a very solid film. Right, bro. I'm going to know what your ranking is on it, man. But first, yeah. let's get into some of the work, uh, notable work from these actors and actresses, dude. Uh, the directors, I this is the only film I've seen from them, so I don't have anything on them. Uh, but we're going to start with Greg Kinnear. Mm -hmm. And I have seen him in a few films. Uh, one of my favorite films that he's in is a film with him and Jack Nicholson. It is as good as it gets. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. That's a very solid yeah. film. Uh, I believe he plays a gay character. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Him and gay, uh, gay. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> him and Cuba Gooding Jr. are a gay couple. <laughs> you could edit that out, right? <laughs> yeah. So you did watch it then, right? Yeah, cool, I, did. Cool, I like cool, that movie. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's a, a solid movie. fucking mm -hmm. movie, man. That Greg Kinnear's in. So if you enjoyed him here as his character, Richard, you'll like him in as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. You got anything on Greg Kinnear, brother? Yeah, you know, I like a movie called Autofocus. It, he plays the the lead character from. Hogan's Heroes, there's a murder mystery behind him because he was murdered in the, I want to say like the 70s. Mm -hmm. I, I've had too many beers at this point, but <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. It's He plays a pretty good character in that one. It's got Willem Dafoe. Oh, shit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I recommend that one. It's pretty good. The, Willem Dafoe, say less, but mm -hmm. he's one of my favorites, man. Yep. All right. So next uh, actress we're going to get to is Toni Collette, man. I've seen her in some shit, man. Uh, but one film I want to bring to you guys' attention is a film that came out just a few years ago. It's on Netflix. Please check out I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm. That was a weird fucking movie, man. And this came right after she had done Hereditary. Mm. So she was on fire when she was doing this, right? She's a side character in this. Uh, but, man, she's fucking fantastic in this. Go out of your way and check out I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It is a weird fucking movie. I'm not even going to give you a premise. Just check it out. There are so many theories behind that film. Fuck, go out of your way to watch it, man. Have you have you seen that or heard of it, bro? No, but it sounds interesting. I want to check it out. Yeah. Do you have anything on Tony Collette before we go forward, brother? I do, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Gotcha, man. So let's go forward with Steve Carell now, brother. And the film, like I did mention, he's known for his comedic chops. Uh, but the film I want to bring up from him is Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Best. Him and Kyra Knightley. Mm -hmm. it's rather fucking depressing yeah, yeah. Uh, towards the end and shit like that but that is a fantastic film he's serious in it check out Seeking a Friend for the End of the World man these fucking names are the films that I bring up pretty fucking long yeah I will say I just recently heard about that film mm -hmm. and it's in my queue so I'm gonna watch it very check soon. it out brother it's really yeah. good man you got anything on Steve Carell yeah you know one of the serious films with him that I like is called Dan in Real Life uh huh I've never heard of it He's a single father, I think recently divorced. He's raising three daughters. Mm -hmm. And the whole film like circles around like his experience of, you know, kind of dealing with that. His three kids that are growing up, they're wildly different in age. One's like teen and the other two are like preteen and then like little kid. It's a very good movie. He does a really good job. It's it's a more serious role. Mm -hmm. It has some comedy in it, but it's good. Oof. Oh, I got one more from Steve Carell, brother, before What's we that? go to Baldano. Mm -hmm. uh, and that movie, he, I believe he was nominated for an Oscar. And that is Foxcatcher. Yes. Yeah, the one where the, he's the wrestling team coach. 
Yeah, because I it, heard it's about based it. Based on I a real, it. it's yeah. based on a true story, dude. Mm-hmm. It's him and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is always fucking fantastic <laughs> in every movie, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Channing Tatum's in that movie as well. He was mm-hmm. very good in that. Uh, very depressing as well. Check out Foxcatcher. He was very fucking good in that. Uh, we're gonna get to Paul Dano now, brother. Um, if you haven't checked out our episode of Prisoners, please do so. Uh, we bring up a lot of films about Paul Dano. I did not bring up this one though, and it is Love and Mercy. It is a biopic on the Beach Boys. And he plays uh, a young Brian Wilson in the film, dude. That was very good. I was very much impressed with that. Hmm. Have you heard of Love and Mercy, bud? No, I haven't. Yeah? Any on Paul Dano, brother? Because I know we on the Prisoners episode, we gave a grip of him. Yeah, I already hit uh, one of my favorites is There Will Be Blood. Oh, dude, it has my favorite actor of all time, Mm -hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And for those of you out there... You know what? I I will jump one in there. I'll say he was in... Was it 2003... Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke. He was he played uh, the younger version of Ethan Hawke in the movie Taking Lives. I've never seen that one. It's very. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's an interesting movie. All right, bro. Sounds good. I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm a big fan of Paul Dano. I think he's like criminally underrated. Man, he's like in that movie for two minutes. Uh, Oh really? (laughs) All right, fuck. If he's there, man, (laughs) he's there. All right, all right. Uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought on Paul Dano, man. Mm. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, there will be blood has my favorite actor of all time, Daniel yeah. Day Lewis. If you don't know who that is, what, why? Please go out everyone and check out anything from Daniel Day Lewis. He is, in my opinion, a fucking the most perfect actor out there, man. He is <laughs> fucking amazing, man. Yeah. And then lastly, we're gonna get to Alan Arkin, and dude, there's a movie I watched from him a long time ago, mm-hmm. and this is a 1967 film, bro. Damn. This is yeah, and this is Wait Until Dark. Huh. Anybody out there, if you've ever seen the movie, please let me know. I'd love to like chat this movie up with anybody. I fuck. This is one movie that is it's uh it's considered a horror film, but again, like there's no ghosts, there's no go- you know, there's none of that shit. It's it's a fucking story about a blind woman and she gets a hold of these like drugs somehow. I don't want to like spoil it. And Alan Arkin is trying to get these drugs. And there's a film there's a part in the film, bro, that scared the dog shit out of me, dude. Hmm. It scared me. It's a jump scare, dude, but like a classic horror, 60s horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fucking good, bro. Alan Arkin was the man in that fucking movie. Check out Wait Until Dark. I don't know how the fuck you can get a hold of it. Find it somehow. Wait Until Dark. Hmm. And if I could bring up one more Alan Arkin film, I would like to bring up Edward Scissorhands, dude. <laughs> he plays uh, my second baby mama, uh, Winona Ryder. <clears throat> uh, his dad. Her dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He was fucking fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. Kidding about the big mom. Obviously. <laughs> Only in my dreams. Oh, you got anything on Alan Arkin, brother? Yeah, you know, actually I do. There is one film. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff and that I'm not remembering right now, but one that jumps to mind is a Kurt Vonnegut book adaptation yeah. to film, Mother Night. It's a very good film. It's about, uh, it stars Nick Nolte mm-hmm. as an American who moves to Germany during or before World War II. And they secretly use him to be, you know, an ally behind enemy lines. And he plays like an enemy. But Alan Arkin is in that film. He plays a decent amount of screen time. Not He's not a main character, but it's, okay. it's very memorable. Cool, cool. Is the name of the book as well the same as the yep. title? Oh, yep. okay. Mother Night, yep. Okay, cool. Because I'm a big fan of Kurt Vonnegut. Mm. I read three of his books. Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, Cat's Cradle as well, man. Yep. Fucking fa- It's easy to read with him, man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't use any like uh, word salad or anything like that. He gets straight to the point, so it goes. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. 
you get that reference, bro? No, I love that. So it goes. Fuck yeah, brother. All right. So one more sweep for the good men right here, brother. And then we're going to get to our overall thoughts of Little Miss Sunshine. Bottoms up. Cheers. All right, brother. So let me go first, if you don't mind. Yeah. So overall, brother, I just got to say the casting in this was fucking excellent. I thought every actor was amazing in this, man. They played their roles perfectly. Ellen Arkin was my favorite character in this, playing Edwin. I just like the whole fucking dynamic of of uh, a film about a beauty pageant that has fucking heroin use, death, fucking say there's a pedophile in this fucking movie, you know? But it it also fucking had like laughters in this man, and they made like these like crazy intense fucking like just fucking dark shit, and they turned it into a fucking comedy. It was so fucking easy to watch, man. Again, only an hour and forty minutes on this man. I love this movie. To me, it's something I could rewatch a lot, man. Give me Elite Range 8 stars out of 10, bro. I fucking love this movie, brother. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like I said, uh, I've known about this movie for a long time. My mom loved it. I saw parts of it way back when, but it's been, what, uh, God, almost 20 years at this point now since I actually sat down and watched it. I don't have any problems with the acting. The characters are great. I love Steve Carell. I love Alan Arkin. I love Tony Collette. Uh, Greg Kinnear is always great. So I have no problems with that. Overall, um, I'm going to give this one a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, fair, bro. I thought you were going to give it something low, man. Yeah. Uh, I was waffling on a 7, but 7.5. It's pretty good. With more watchings, I may enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a solid movie, solid yeah. film, great actors. You know, cinematography is great. Uh, soundtrack is great. Yeah. Who doesn't like Rick James, right? <laughs> <laughs> the catwalking babies. <laughs> I don't know about that, though. <laughs> but no, you're right, brother. And one thing I forgot to mention, too, is that uh, cinematography-wise, man, there yeah. are some fucking gorgeous shots in this, mm-hmm. man. Uh, these these directors, is uh, it's a duo. It's a wife and a, and her and her husband. That uh, Valerie Ferris and I forget the gentleman's name at the top of my head. Excuse me. Uh, it was their debut, man. They did a fantastic job, man. They knew exactly yeah. what they were doing, man. I knew got to go out of the way and check out more of their shit, man. But uh, yeah, that was Little Miss Sunshine, brother. I'm gonna for the good man right here, and let's wrap it up, brother. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your busy day to check out this episode, man. Much love to all of you. Please join us next week. We got ourselves a Korean film. I can't wait. I fucking love this movie, man. So it was a movie that we we thought about doing a little earlier, but it got pushed back. So please be on the lookout for that. Remember to be kind to one another, man. Much love to all of you. And happy new year. Much love to all of you. Make 2024 the best year yet. Much love. Peace. Mwah. See you later. for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review one of Korea's most underappreciated films of the 2010s. And that movie is 
The Man From Nowhere, a film directed by Juan Bin. Please do yourself a favor and check out this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up.